Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Good morning. It is Saturday, November 23rd, 2019. Fantastic morning here in Hamilton. Hope wherever you are in Canada that you are enjoying the start to your weekend. Thank you so much for making time for Real Estate and Coffee in the beginning of your weekend this morning. We're gonna take a look at prop tech or property tech. We're gonna look at the different ways that real estate is being disrupted by technology. Real estate is an old, slow industry and it is finally seeing disruption and betterment through different technologies that are coming uh, coming to the surface. So we're gonna take a look at the different categories and different ways, different companies, different technologies that are just disrupting the traditional models everything from mortgage brokers to title how title is transferred to realtors and broker uh, real estate brokerages it's important trends that if we're not on top of we're behind of and left in the dust so we need to pay attention to that stuff but first we're going to look at Houston Street's new building and look at what they are doing and how this new building is going to propel them forward and how we can add weight to the momentum, the momentum that they've already generated. We're also going to listen to, uh, hear a, a little bit from a wealth hacker that I interviewed at the Wealth Hacker Conference at the beginning of the month. These, in, these little interviews are just such good little snippets, snapshots of real life investing. So that's up next. Then we'll take a look at Houston Street and then prop tech how real estate's being disrupted stay tuned here we go uh, so what's your name and how can people get a hold of you it's Ali Omar real estate agent 416-561-0321 and what's your favorite investment strategy uh, cash flow you know um, buy and hold uh, buy and hold commercial multiplexes do you have uh, like a minimum number of units Myself, that, that you would consider worth it. Um, at least three. You know? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, are you financially independent? Yes. How did you get there? Uh, investing, hard work, hard work, just, just hard work. What that? Now, when you say hard work, is that uh, hard work in finding investments or in sales? Uh, both. You okay. know, both. You in this business, you can just you know get up and say you know business is gonna come to you you just have to chase business you have to put the hours you know uh, it just doesn't happen in one day you know that's awesome all right couple quick questions before we get drowned out by the noise okay um rent or own your primary residence should someone rent or own their primary residence own 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 okay. all the time and cash flow or appreciation uh it's a tough one i'd say uh Cash flow. If you don't have, if you don't have a lot of money to, yeah. you, you know, to back it up, you know, you need you need to have money on the side. But appreciation is important as well, you know. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Houston Street Baptist Church is building a new building, going from 8,000 square feet to 30,000 square feet. But not only that. On top of that 30,000 square feet, they're building 45 affordable housing units. This whole project is going to cost them $21 million. They've already raised over $16 million. 
have just over five left to go. It's an incredible feat when you consider that this is a church of maybe 200 people. Maybe. On their own, with the 8,000 square feet that they have, they've served hundreds of people in their community. They have over 200 kids register for their summerly, summerly? <laughs> for their soccer program in the summer. They serve uh, 500 people a month with their food bank that they organize themselves, and then hundreds more with their with other community programs, refugee and new Canadian help support programs, uh, single parent programs, student and youth and children programs. They're deeply embedded in this community. This upgrade from 8,000 to 30,000 square, square feet plus the 45 affordable housing units deepens their impact and allows them to serve the community in ways that they haven't, they haven't been able to yet. Now they're partnering with Indwell, a Hamilton charity, to, who will manage the affordable housing units. Indwell has hundreds of units already uh, that they manage. They take old buildings, or they build brand new, but they take old buildings, refurbish them, turn them into com mixed-use commercial residential units, and the residential units are geared to income. Not only are they geared to income, but they provide supports for the people who are in those units, whether it be addiction support, mental health support, uh, disability support, or just straight-up community support, where literally they're giving these people space to make friends. So not only are they providing housing security, which is a huge issue, but they're also gathering a community around these people that's going to support them and help them live just straight up better lives. Okay, so you have Indwell and Houston Street Baptist Church coming together to create this monster community effort. I want to throw weight behind that. I want to throw massive weight behind that. I want to I want to create a lever so large that it lifts as many people as possible. Think we could hit a million dollars? Have you ever given a hundred thousand dollars before to an effort? What's worth it? What's how much change is worth a hundred thousand dollars? Now I'm I, I'm not I don't not in a position to give a hundred thousand dollars yet, but I do give monthly to Indwell. It's something that their their cause I strongly believe in. I have partnered with uh, Houston Street many times before. I've led worship at some of their services. I'm good friends with some of uh, their leadership. And if this is something that you feel strongly about and you can give on any level from $100 to $100,000, well, if $100 or $1,000, you can easily give at links I've provided in the show notes, either to Houston Street directly or to Indwell directly. Take your pick. It doesn't really matter. Or if you do want to give a little bigger, if you want to throw some serious weight behind this cause, make a deep impact, email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca, and I'll set up a meeting with Houston Street's leadership and with Indwell's leadership. We'll see what we can do to partner. This is a massive effort in, in the community and something that's well worth our attention and well worth investigating. I understand that stuff like this, decisions like this are not made easily. Invest. Let's investigate dive deeper, let me set up a meeting, or visit the links that I provide in the show notes and take a look for yourself all the incredible things that Indwell and Houston Street are doing. Let's do this. Real estate enters the data age. This is an article from Financial Post 
How PropTech is Disrupting the Property Industry. PropTech is a big buzzword in real estate, and for good reason. It's disrupting just about every aspect of the industry, and interest is at a fever pitch. Global investment in prop tech companies has grown from $1 billion US in 2012 to $18 billion in 2018, according to the latest numbers by Statista. So exactly what is prop tech? It's a broad term that includes everything from data, AI, machine learning, mobile apps, robots, to flex office space and co-living residences. At the core of any prop tech company, information technology is being used to disrupt the way buildings are designed, constructed, managed, used, purchased, leased and sold. PropTech is the intersection of technology and real estate to solve real estate issues, says Fred Cassano, partner and national lead of PwC Canada's real estate tax practice. The level of attention in, the, in this space is incredible. In the last four years, we've seen the acceleration in deal volume and also dollars being put into the space globally. Why now? Cassano says a convergence of events is fueling real estate, which has been late to the adoption of emerging, tech emerging technologies to catch up, namely the need for affordable housing, the lack of skilled labor, climate change, and the global application of technology. Sorry, the global act applicability applicability of, of technology. Basically how easy it is to use tech to, to solve your problems now. Innovations developed in Europe, for example, can also work in Canada. In the past, real estate solutions were dedicated to local markets, says Cassano. As well, providers of innovations that have taken hold in other markets, such as finance and healthcare, are bringing those solutions into real estate. Here's a brief look at the technologies transforming real estate broken out into three key categories. Place tech. This includes technologies such as online platforms, AI, data optimization, machine learning, cloud and blockchain that are being used to list, search, buy, and sell homes, facilitate peer-to-peer -peer rentals, co-living and co-working, automate interior design, transfer deeds, and broker mortgages electronically. Looking to the future, Cassano says that co-working and co-living are here to stay and real estate as a service is emerging. This is super interesting. Pay attention to this, especially if you're a brokerage. If you follow someone's life, you will see an evolution in the types of space they need. Rather than buying and selling properties, you subscribe to an organization that will find you space, find you the space you need where and when you need it, he says. As for real estate brokers, they will need to redefine their role. It may not be about the transaction, but aftercare services. One area that's ripe for the taking, according to Cassano, the tokenization of real estate transactions, such as mortgage approvals, for um, such as mortgage approvals, for example. This will be the next big transformation. Construction tech. This includes everything that touches the design-build aspect of real estate. Again, the range of technologies is wide, from software to immersive vis visualization to three-dimensional modeling and printing to drones. Many types of robotics are also poised to revolutionize the largely automated construction industry. Sorry, 
the largely unautomated construction industry. For example, 3D printing and industrial robots recently built a 3D printed bridge in the Netherlands. Demolition robots, machines that can lay bricks, remote controlled and autonomous vehicles and other examples of are other examples of construction robots. Tenant engagement tools. Amenity and Tenant Experience Apps, Operations and Property Management Platforms, IoT, or Internet of Things, Devices and Sensors, AI Applications. These are examples of real estate technologies being used to meet consumer demands, strengthen relationships between landlord and tenant, optimize the use of space and equipment, and improve energy efficiency. For example, IoT sensors are being used to detect the movement of people in a building to optimize when systems are used to identify malfunctions in equipment and even to monitor wellness. Man, they just scratched the surface there, but I think it's a good cross section, like a good snapshot of what's happening in the technology, real estate technology space. And one of the biggest trends that we are seeing, obviously, in co-living is a really big deal. You know, I, I stepped out of the article to make note of that because I think it's so important. How people buy and sell is shifting. Um, it depends on what the markets do in the next five to ten years, what kind of economic um, conditions we see. But even even then, like, you got to think that the traditional real estate process is going to be completely turned on its head, at least within the next 20 years. At, at most, maybe even in the next 20 years. Why? Because there's a shift, there's a demand and there's a shift in demand. Okay, so first of all, the rental demand is huge. The idea that you should buy your house is not as, as you, you should buy your own and own your own home is not as firmly held. The idea that you should own anything is not as firmly held. Now, there will always be people who want to own property, but the demographic of people who want to earn property is going to shift. There's going to be a lot of people who don't care about owning, and they just want to make sure they have a secure, um, that, the, that their housing is secure. And depending on the economic conditions, that security could come from being a tenant. Now... I just saw a headline in, from Toronto that's talked about non, let me get this right now, no-fault evictions rising 50% in Toronto. And I don't know what the time frame was that, if that was year over year or what, or if it was over the period of three years or five years. But no-fault evictions rising 50% in Toronto. So that's basically landlords finding ways to move tenants out of their buildings so they can up the value of the building so they can get tenants into tenants into uh, that are paying more so i mean you know you want to talk about the stability of of being a tenant yeah it's 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 not necessarily a guaranteed thing however if you are renting from a service that's like a co-living space or software or real estate as a service so a, like a tenant a rental brokerage where you're paying a monthly fee to this service and not to the landlord. 
the service then pays the rent. Well, now it's a completely different question. Now it's customer service. And the power is squarely in the customer's hands. Landlords complain about the powers that tenants have now. Just wait until they are firmly in the the category of customer. Because right now, you know, in, in many landlords' minds, whether or not the tenant is a customer is up for debate in the landlord's mind. There is no debate. The, the, the tenant is your customer. There is a certain amount of responsibility you hold to that to that customer. And if you want to keep them, like which right now you don't necessarily want to keep them because you can find higher paying customers. I get that. But if you want to keep that customer, there's a certain level of quality that you're going to have to provide. And we're not just talking about quality of product. We're talking about quality of life. You're now as a landlord responsible for providing a quality of life. So if you're going to want to hit those high end tenants, there is a very specific set of qualifications or yeah, there's this very, very specific quality of life that is going to be demanded of you. And if you can't keep that up, bye bye, they're going to find the next person in a very growing pool and the next company in, in a growing pool of uh, companies ready to provide the quality of life that they want. Again, this is also subject to economic conditions. So who knows what this looks like in the next five to 10 years, but there's nothing to suggest that this is going anywhere. And this is all driven by technology. Some extremely interesting movements, some extremely interesting developments. Technology is definitely stepping in on a lot of how we are used to doing business in real estate. Let's adapt. If you are seeing disruptions in your specific sector in real estate, as a mortgage broker, as a lawyer, as a contractor, developer, as a real realtor, let me know. Email me. R-E-Coffee at joelarnt.ca. So R-E-Coffee at J-O-E-L-A-R-N-D t.ca let me know what you're seeing when it comes to tech the intersection of technology and real estate if you know someone who has a is developing a, a real estate tech service real estate tech solution i'd love to talk to them talk to them about their product and service email or send share this episode with them i'd love to get in contact with them thank you for listening if you want to continue to get daily Canadian real estate news, subscribe to Real Estate and Coffee on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. To get this Canadian real estate news out to as many Canadians as possible, no matter what pro platform you're listening to, head over to iTunes or to Apple Podcasts, find Real Estate and Coffee, and give me a five-star five rating. And that's going to tell Apple to serve this to more people because it's credible in their eyes the more ratings real estate and coffee gets. If you have some feedback for me, you can also leave, along with that rating, you can leave uh, a review as well. And I read all of it. I take it all to heart. Thank you again for listening. It's Saturday. Go enjoy your weekend.